I want us to look at just um, three scriptures today. I want us to look at Psalm 61. If you can turn there. Hear my cry, O God. Can we read together? I know you have more energy than that. Thank you. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Verse 3. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from my enemies. Verse 4. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Selah. Selah means think about it. John chapter 1. Let's turn to John chapter 1, verse 30 and 31. John chapter 1, verse 30 and 31. We read this on Sunday. And it says, This is he of whom I said. This is John the Baptist speaking and he's saying after me comes a man who is preferred before me for he was before me verse 31 i did not know him can we read together but it's called individuals i did not know him but that he should be revealed to israel therefore i came baptizing with water father in the name of jesus as we share in your word as we break in your word lord i take authority over this moment in the name of jesus we command the gates to be lifted up in the name of jesus that the king of glory may come in that the king of glory may be exalted that every mindset that blocks out the word of the king will find a breaking at the rock that is higher than any other this evening in the name of Jesus. Lift up your heads, all ye gates, be lifted up, you everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come through. Who is this King of glory? I declare tonight it is the Lord Jesus, the Lord strong and mighty. By his sword we tear down every stronghold in the name of Jesus. We unseat every priesthood in the name of Jesus. We unlock every lock to the mind of your people this evening. In the name of Jesus we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Now reading John chapter 3, verse 30. During the service actually on Sunday as pastor was sharing, this word just hit me, literally. And I'd like to share with you. John says that after me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but for this reason I came baptizing with water so that he might be revealed. That's according to a modern English version. That's the version I was reading at that time. But the word that hit me was preferred before me. He is preferred before me meaning that there are other things there are alternatives but there is one that is preferred before me there are other alternatives to this situation but there is one that is preferred before me how many times do we walk into an interview counting on uh, education how many times do we walk into an interview counting on our wit, 
counting on whoever invited us. He's part of the panel. Isn't it? And then, when it gets hot, we cry, Jesus. How many times do we walk into a situation counting on our prior preparation? How many times do we stand before men counting on our friendship? Brothers and sisters, this evening I'd like to put it to us that there is one that is preferred before us. There is one that is preferred before us. In our relationships, there is one that is preferred. Why? Many times as we deal one with another, we, we bring ourselves. My brother likes to call it our nakedness. Likes to call it our flesh. You walk into a situation and your anger boils and you respond according to that. You walk into a situation and your insecurities are heightened and you make judgment based on that. You walk into a situation and you have a self-centered way of resolving the situation until the fire gets hot. Can I put it to us tonight that there is a rock that is higher? There is one that is preferred before us. Why? Because Christ in himself is the kind that forgives before you pray. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he's calling us to a place where that is our lifestyle. It is more effective when we forgive before they say sorry. Why? We undo the yoke of unforgiveness faster than when we wait for an apology. And that is why that way is preferred before us. Am I losing us? Are we together? Am I going too fast? Are you awake? I'm trying to keep you awake. I'll shout if I have to. No sleeping. Amen? Tell your neighbor, don't stumble the preacher. Now, we're still in John chapter, three, chapter 1, verse 30, 30 and 31. One other thing that really strikes me about this scripture is I did not know him before this. But for this reason I came baptizing with water so that he might be revealed. John's duty was to do what? To baptize. Pastor put it, put it to us very clearly on Sunday that these two were cousins. Why is John saying that I, didn't, I don't know him? Okay? And the, the thing hit me that there is a revelation of Christ that will only come when you stand in your assignment. There is a revelation of Christ that will only come when you stand in your assignment. Continue doing what he said you should do. Whether you understand or not, just know your assignment. Show up at your workplace and put him as the one that is preferred before you. In your solutions, in your understanding, in your behavior. If a situation calls for fighting, you know that there is another within me who says, no, we don't fight. We turn the other cheek. Why do we turn the other cheek? Then you get closer. When you're closer, you minister to them. When you're closer, you break them. When you fight back, you fall apart. What is your assignment? Why are we handling assignments with our nakedness? Why do we walk into situations and we have 
There's so much I. Am I communicating? There's so much I in the conversation that Jesus comes when the fire is hot. And then I pray to the Lord. And that's why Psalm 61 hits me. Hear my cry, O Lord. That's a prayer we make every day. That's a prayer when we show up here, when we gather. We say, Lord, hear my cry. Lord, hear my cry. And it's not a bad prayer. It is not a bad prayer. But how far can we extend this understanding? That there is one. The Bible says that there's only one name by which we might be saved. Only one name. Can he be at the priority of the list? Can he be at the priority of our list of solutions? That as I'm walking into this congregation, it's church. There's a way we walk in church, isn't it? It's easy. But as you walk into a noisy matatu, then the real test begins. As you find yourself at loggerheads with someone you thought you understood each other, then the real test begins. Brothers and sisters, I want to put it to us that in these minds, there are many solutions. But there is one that is preferred before you. There is one that is greater than what you know. Whose shoes you're not worthy to untie, John says. Why? Because he is a refuge that the righteous run into and are saved. He is a sure solution. He's one of those keys that there's no way he gets into the door and gets stuck. It must open. Can he be the only, ban- the only key on your bundle of keys? I don't know if that makes a bundle. Can he be the only key? Can he be the reason you're at your assignment that he might be revealed? That as I deal with this difficult boss, Christ is revealed in me. That as he deals with my anger, Christ is revealed in me. That as I do my assignment, Christ is revealed in me. I baptize with water that he might be revealed. That even I, John as a cousin, might know who he is. I've heard he baptizes with fire. But I must baptize with water that he might be revealed. Who is this rock that is higher than I? It is this rock that is higher in understanding. The one who existed before you. He knows this kind of men. He knows this kind of women. He can handle them. He has experience. If it is experience, that is the key. Yours will never be sufficient. We often rely on experience to get jobs. Yeah, I've I've worked for this job 15 years, isn't it? You're putting your, your application, counting on the 15 years, isn't it? It's not wrong. But there is one who can tell you, walk in there, you get the job, with or without experience. Why? Because he existed before you. He existed before you, and that counts for something. That counts for something. Jesus is the one that's preferred. Not our insecurities. He cast the fig tree. Why? It looked leafy, but it had no fruit. How many times do we do things and they look like they're bearing, they should be bearing, they look promising, isn't it? The leaves are green, the roots are really spread out and we wait. And we wait. And we wait. And there's no fruit. Why? Why is there no fruit on that fig tree? It's been watered. 
it received fertilizer. Rain has rained over and over again, and yet there's no fruit. How many times have people with so many qualifications, people with so many chances, tried the same thing and failed? And the one guy who does not qualify by that standard make it. History keeps showing that over and over again, but we don't get it. Because the key lies with another. Tell your neighbor the key lies with another. The key lies with another. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. The key lies with another. I love Acts 4. It's a very short preaching today. I'm actually on my last scripture. Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Blesses my heart. These were fishermen. Now they saw the boldness of Peter and who? And John. And perceived that they were what? Uneducated. And untrained. Other versions say unschooled. They marveled. Why? Probably their accents were sloppy. But there was something about them. Their pronunciation was defective. But there was something about them. What made the difference for Peter and John? And they realized that they had been with Jesus. That is what set them apart. They had been with Jesus. He is the rock that is higher. He is the rock that is higher. Let's go back to to Psalm 61. I want us to pray that prayer. Lead me to the rock that is higher. In my assignment, show me the rock that is higher. In my assignment, show me the rock that is higher. In my being a wife, in my being a mother. In my being a worship leader, show me the rock that is higher. Show me that you are better than gifting. Show me that you are better than the applause of men. Show me that you are better than fashion. Show me that you are bigger than my hairstyle. Show me that you are bigger than the shoes. Whatever it is that clogs our minds from true worship, I pray that he will show you tonight. That your understanding may be lifted above your reputation. Lead me, Lord, to the rock that is higher. Lead me, Lord, to the rock that is higher. Christ died that we might have life and have it more abundantly. What is this abundance? We may have a semblance of life, but is it abundant? There is one that is preferred before you. If you're not giving them Christ, pastor, with all humility, if you're not giving them Christ, then we're not doing anything. If we are not giving them Christ as a church, if we are not giving them Christ as Christians, if we are not giving them Christ as fathers, if we are not giving them Christ as businessmen and women, then the kingdom hasn't come. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. On earth. The earth he has given to us. But we give the permission. 
we open the door, we say in this office, there will be no corruption. It takes a man to open the door and a man to close the door. And God respects that. But he has given us the opportunity to carry one that is preferred before us. One that is bigger than that boss. One that is bigger than that rumor that's going around. So that we stand and say, Lord, lead me to the rock. For there's only one name by which we'll be saved. And that name is Jesus. Tonight I'd like us to do battle in a different way. We have tried many things. How many are doing some battle of sorts? Some war. Ah, people are in truce. Is it called a truce? Some they're in a place of peace and we bless God for that. But sometimes to take on territory, you don't wait for the war to come to you. You say we are extending our territory today this way. So you must do battle. So even those who are seeming peaceful, let's extend the kingdom. Let's extend the kingdom. Tonight I'd like us to, with your permission, Pastor, I'd like us to, to, to do some prayer points. One, to repent for the times we have fronted ourselves other than him and still called ourselves Christians. For the times we have, we have exalted our connections over him. I don't know why I'm speaking so much about jobs. There must be someone in this dilemma. This was not my example. But there are things that we have been counting on to get the solution that we need to bring down and lift him up as the King of Kings and lift him up as the Lord of Lords and lift him up as the one and only. I'd like us to repent forever preferring others before him Preferring others before him. And yet we know that he is the one and only King of Kings. He is the one and only Lord of Lords. There is none that is higher. There is none that is approved of God. There is none that is worthy to break the seal. There is none that gives an everlasting solution, one that surpasses the life we're in. Can I put it to us today that you will search all over and come back to Christ? We will go around in our list and in the end we'll come back to the one and only. Why don't we shorten the journey and just go straight? Why don't we save time and just go straight? You'll ask me, Irene, how? Let him be king in your mind. Let him be king in your talk. If it is not Jesus' talk, it is not relevant. Tell your neighbor, fig tree. 
fruit. How many fig trees are around you that bear no fruit? Shut them down. Shut them down. Shut them down. In the name of Jesus. Shut them down. Everything that is exalting itself above the mind of Christ. That is what I want us to put down right now. Come on, stand on your feet. Let's do that. Stand on your feet. Let's do that. Let's take a moment to repent. And as we share, if your heart has been led on something, and you've seen that there is something I'm doing that does not glorify God, there's something I'm doing and I'm counting on something else other than Him. I want us to take time and repent. Repentance is a good place to start so that when we do battle, we don't have any nakedness exposed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, O King of Kings, asking that you have mercy on us, my Father, for fronting ourselves before the King, for fronting our experience before the King, for fronting our nakedness, O God before the king and counting on it to perhaps bring glory. Let's pray together for a moment. Say, Lord Jesus, in a louder voice, Lord Jesus, be exalted above everything in my understanding, in my speech, in my walk, in my decision making, in being me, be exalted, O oh God. Be the center, Lord, of everything I do in my walk, in my speech, in my understanding, in my decision making. Be the center, for you are preferred before me. You are preferred before any of us, oh God. There is a song we like to sing. And the song is, Lord, if I find favor in your sight. You know that song? Lord, please hear my heart's cry. But the chorus, what does the chorus say? I'm desperately, no, that's not the chorus. For your glory, I will do anything. That means even you stepping aside. We talk about crossing the hottest desert, isn't it? For your glory, I will do anything. What is that anything? Sometimes that anything is you stepping aside and let him be God. It's you putting yourself aside. Instead of behaving the way Irene would normally have behaved, I do it the way Jesus would want me to. That is allowing his glory to have access. For your glory, I'll do anything. If you believe, if you understand, if your spirit resonates with what I'm saying, go ahead and open your heart 
and say, Lord, for your glory. I give up the right to be right in that argument. That your glory might be fulfilled in its fullness, not just part of it. I give up my right. There are things. Listen to me, people of God. Just for a moment, don't lose that wavelength. There are things that derail you from your assignment. There are things that make you leave that place where you need to be for him to be revealed. We need to deal with those things. There are things that convince you to walk away. That baptizing with water is trivial. Let's look for something more meaningful. What is the assignment that God has given you? What are the things that are derailing you from that assignment? We need to tear them down tonight in the name of Jesus. Is it friends? You think <laughs> you think you will look bad among the people. There's something greater than looking good among the people. There's something greater. Why don't we open our mouth and declare with our own words that everything that stands to derail us from our assignment. This assignment, as the Lord is, is, is dealing with us in the assignment, there is a revelation of you that can only come out when you're in the assignment. There is a version of you, Mom Florence, that will only come out when you are in your place of assignment. So it becomes important for you to stay in that place of assignment. That he might be revealed in you. Is it poverty that's pushing you out of your assignment? Is it a bad boss that's pushing you out of your assignment? Is it a lack of school fees that's pushing you out of your assignment? We've been called to be salt and light. What is this thing that's pushing you out of your assignment? Do you have it in your mind right now? Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? Now do battle. There's a better way to do battle, we said. We must be focused. Amen? Come on, rise up on your feet. Don't be tired. Psalm chapter Psalm 60, verse 10 says, Will not thou, O God, which hast cast us off, and thou, O God, which didst not go out with our, with our armies, give us help from trouble. From, for vain is the help of man. For vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly. For it is he that trades down our enemies. Vain is the help of men. Psalm 60, 10 to 12. Wilt not thou, O God, which hadst cast us off, and thou, O God, which did not go out with our armies, give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of men. Through God we, should, we shall do valiantly, for it is he that trades down our enemies. Father, we ask that the battles that we've already taken on, in our own strength, my God, give us help for this trouble. For it is you that will cast down our enemies. We acknowledge that it is you that will cast down our enemies. We acknowledge that it is you 
that will cast down our enemies. Vain is the help of men, Lord. You are the ultimate key. You are the rock that is higher. You are the rock that is higher. For when we stand on you, we have better vision of the battle. When we stand on you, Lord, we have better vision of our problems and a better solution. When we stand on you, my Father, we have better security. Tonight we acknowledge you as the rock that is higher than any other. You are the rock that is higher than any other. Come on, clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Tonight, we've come to exhort Jesus. Before I call Joe, let me remind you something. One of my favorite, favorite verses is uh, Matthew 6, 631 or 32. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things shall be our greatest enemy are our needs. And I want you to be very honest with me. How many came here tonight because they have, they had, they have a need that they wanted to present? They, they came to present before God. Just lift up. Let's just be honest. Do you know Mikono? You came because you have, you have a need. Well, there are a few of us that didn't just came. They didn't have him, but majority of us we're being very honest. There is something that that is pushing us, that pushed us to come and we're saying, Nikienda yu kesha leo. This is what I want from you, O Lord. And it costs you to kneel and repent. And even when we are saying, lift up your hands, you are still down repenting, trying to sanctify yourself. Because this need, do you know what happens? The need was above you. And that thing rules you. Because it's above you. Because a need cannot be below you. If it is below you, you have overcome it. But it is pushing you because it is above you. Is there anything that is above Christ? Now you see why the Lord said, Seek ye first. Because he knew the greatest enemy are the needs. The things that we need. Food, clothing, shelter, school fees, uh, some of us that have mortgages, we are behind in repayment, praise God. And those things are heavy on us. But tonight, let's change the order, the way we do things. Let Christ be above every need that you have today. Amen? Let him be exalted above every need. Then those things that you need, will stop being above you. They'll be behind you, chasing you. Because they want to come and provide and make good, make peace with you. Praise the Lord. I did not intend to speak tonight. But the woman of God was pushing us to exhort Christ. Was pushing us to step aside and allow Christ to take over. What's our purpose? When I was seated there, I was asking God, why, honestly, was I created so that I can get married to Florence? Bring forth three children. 
and see them get married. Was that the real purpose? For me to be brought on earth, really? Was I brought on earth so that I can become the pastor of this church? Do you think that's the real assignment? No. Why would God think about me, plan for me, before the foundation of the earth, and prepare for my salvation through Christ, the Lamb that was again slain before the foundation of the earth. Brethren, may the Lord open our eyes that we may receive that revelation that if Christ is given his position on earth, the whole earth would be at peace. The whole of yourself and myself, we would be at peace. We would not spend sleepless nights Worrying about tomorrow, what we shall wear, what we shall drink, what we shall eat, which houses we shall live in, what car we shall drive. You know, when she was talking, I felt like, oh my God, you are above everything. You are above everything. Is it money that I need? You are above it. Is it a car that I need? You are above it. Is it a wife that I need? You are above it. He is above everything. Do you see him as above even that need, that sickness, that thing that troubles you? He is above it. Why do you elevate it more than him? That you spend most of the time focusing on the need than on him. Can we change the narrative today, tonight? Even if we don't go home with anything else, can we go home with this one thing, that Christ is above all things? And that is his position. And it will not be taken away from him. Praise the Lord. May the Lord help us. Tonight I'm excited. I'm getting a revelation of who Christ is. Thank you. May we continue to focus on Christ. May we continue to exhort Christ. May we talk about Christ more than our needs. May we talk about Christ more than what is, it, what is it? What is it that occupy you, that occupy me? Can it be replaced by Christ? Can Christ be the center of this house? Can we talk about Christ more than the miracle services? Praise God. Can we talk about Christ more than revival? Because it is in Him that revival is. It is in Him that miracles are. May we exhort him more than miracles. May we exhort him more than possession that we hold. Uh, praise the Lord. We, we agreed that uh, we will change the formats of our keshas because kesha will come to pray. So we agreed among ourselves that <clears throat> when you come in every kesha, we want you to pray. And our, our, our job is to help you. Pray and present your heart before the Lord. Praise the Lord. So can we wake up and can we stand up for a few more minutes? We pray. What you are doing in that session that you've gone through was basically open, opening the gate. Opening the, the gate, as Psalms 68 says. That's what you are doing. We're opening the gates for the Lord to come in into our lives. Praise the Lord. And also we are shutting the gates where you have loosely uh, opened various gates into our life. Praise the Lord. So I want us to make some 
little prayer as we proceed to the next session. Uh, I'll lead you in the prayer, but I want you to put it in your own context uh, as we pray. Psalm 68, I'll basically go through Psalm 68, and it's basically about the Lord. Psalm 68, verse 7, I'll read for you, then we'll pray. When this is when the Lord went out before, when you went out before your people, O God, when you marched through the wasteland, the earth shook. Praise the Lord. This is how I want you to pray. Say, Lord, when you go through that, this is how I want you to pray. Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord Jesus, may you go before me and may you cause every wasteland in my life to disappear to be dealt with in Jesus' name. May you cause every need, every mountain, every barrier, every challenge, everything that resists me, that resists my breakthrough, to shake in Jesus' name. May your spirit shake everything in my life that resists you to go through in Jesus' name. Pray a little bit. Lord, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. May you deal with every wasteland in my life in Jesus' mighty name. May you shake everything in my life, Lord, that is not of you in Jesus' name. May the enemies that have raised, have raised against me, Lord, be shaken by you in Jesus' name. I have verse 11. Verse 11. The Lord announced the word, and great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Praise the Lord. The Lord has announced his word tonight. The Lord announced his word this year, and he said this is the year of takeoff. Praise the Lord. The Lord announced his word this month. They say this is the month of uncommon solution. And on Sunday we'll be telling you the word for the month of May. Praise the Lord. So this is how I want you to pray. So say, Lord Jesus, lift up your right hand. Say, Lord Jesus, you announce your word in my life. May your word that you announced in my life when I was born again, when I was born here on earth, may it achieve its purpose in my life in Jesus' name. May your word, Lord, be proclaimed by my mouth. All the days of my life. Lord Jesus, may I proclaim your word. More than my enemies. More than your enemies. In Jesus name. May every day of my life. May I be able. To pronounce your word. To proclaim your word. To declare your word. Above every challenge. In my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Lord, may I be among those that shall continually proclaim your word in Jesus' name. Lord, may I be among those that shall continually proclaim your word in Jesus' mighty name. In season and out of season. Verse 12, kings and armies flee in haste. Praise the Lord. I lift up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, 
May I be among them whose word shall be in. May I be among them whose word your word dwells in. That when I proclaim it, enemies may free from me. Every challenge in my life, free from me. In Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, may your enemies and may my enemies, when they look at me, may they always see the Spirit of God in me. Because the Spirit of God is my weapon every season of my life. In Jesus' name. Lord, your enemies, Lord, always see the Spirit of God in me in Jesus' name. May the Spirit of God, Lord, be my weapon in Jesus' name. May armies free from me, Lord, because of your word in my life in Jesus' name. May armies, Lord, may, may, may challenges, Lord, may enemies free from me, Lord Jesus, because of your word in me, Lord, because of your anointing in me, Lord Jesus, because of the Spirit of God in me, Lord. As I call my brother, Apostle Joshua, to come briefly. Verse 21. Verse 21. Surely God, said, surely God will crush the heads of his enemies. Let me just read. It says, surely God will crush the heads of his enemies and the hairy crown of those who go on in sin. <laughs> Lift up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, may I be used of you to crush sin and to glorify you. In Jesus' name. May you have mercy upon me. That I may never lose my crown because of sin. In Jesus' name. Did you hear that? Let me, let me. Write your right hand. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon me. That I may never lose my crown because of sin. Pray, pray about that. Pray, Mark Asete, Lord, may I never lose my crown because of sin in Jesus' name. May I never be crushed because of sin in Jesus' name. Lord, have mercy upon me, Lord, that I may retain my crown, Lord, by the power of, the, by, by the power of your blood, Lord. That I may retain my righteousness, Lord, by your ability, Lord Jesus. That your word, Lord Jesus, may continue being strong in my life, Lord, that I may never lose my crown, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, it is your crown in me that differentiates me, Lord, from other people in Jesus' name, Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 24, your procession has come into view, O God. The procession of my God, the King, into the sanctuary. Lift up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, may I always remain led of the Spirit of God, that I may always be among your procession all the days of my life. May I be counted righteous to be within your procession every day of my life. Every moment of my life, every season of my life, that I may be that righteous person that is planted by the river to, be, to yield good, 
to yield to yield to to be productive every season of my life. Lord Jesus, may I always remain in your procession. In Jesus' name, pray. Lord, I pray, may I always remain in your procession. In Jesus' mighty name, all the days of my life, all the season of my life, in the mighty name of Jesus. Verse 27, as I finish. There is the little tribe of Benjamin leading them. Lift up your right hand. Lord, say, lift up your right hand, Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a destiny helper to many by the ability of God. As little as I may look like, may I always possess the anointing to lead in Jesus' name. I declare I will be a leader because of the anointing of God upon my life in Jesus' name. I declare because of the anointing of God upon my life, I shall bring solutions to those around me. I shall be a destiny helper to those around me. I shall be a blessing because the blessings of Abraham remains over my life. We have 10 minutes or thereabouts before we can leave the building. Allow me to share a testimony. People are already seated. As if it's going to be a long one. Okay, you can have your seats. Allow me to share a testimony that will allow us to tie up the night in the spirit of what God is doing tonight. By the way, can I share the testimony? Now, some people are looking at me like it happened yesterday. (laughs) But it did not happen yesterday. It's a story that has built my faith for a long time. In 2012, the year 2011 actually, I I keep forgetting those years because of something that happened. 2011, I was chased out of my house after failing to pay rent for six months. And the person who chased me is closely related to some, somebody I don't want to look at right now. <laughs> and uh, I was told, go, leave this house. So I found myself having nowhere to stay. And then I went to hide in a prayer center, belonging to the same landlord. <laughs> so I'm chased from this house, then I go to another house belonging to the same person. And even there, I cannot pay the... It used to be 100 per day. I could not pay. And life was tough. After that, the Lord did a miracle. I found myself living with the former mayor of Nairobi in his residence in Lovington. And life began to improve till I opened a church. And after opening the church, I went to stay among the people. I was told, stay among the people you are pastoring. So I went to stay among them. But the person hosting me was living in a Mbabati house, a house made of iron sheets. Some of you have lived in Mabati houses. Don't raise your hand. And uh, you know when it rains, it rains. When it is sunny, it is sunny. When it is cold, it is cold. When the neighbor decides to be hungry, the house is also hungry. <laughs> when the neighbor decides to cook, 
the house is also cooking. If it is burning, like the food is getting spoiled, you hear the smell. In short, the house is called blooded. It can sense the environment real time. It does not postpone what it is sensing. So life was tough then again. And something happened that I want to bring as a testimony that will change our lives. Can I bring it over? A woman went to Aboretum to cry for me. And she cried to God bitterly. Lord, what is going on with your servant? Why is he being hosted in a house that is looking so much shameful for a man of God to live in? These are houses where you cannot cook, you cannot bathe, you cannot even pee because there is no toilet. And it is just one bed and a simple table to put your things on top. Because again, if it rains and your things are below, you'll understand why Jesus said, I came from above <laughs> and not from below. So the woman went to Aboretum to cry and the Lord stopped her. Just like the Lord has been trying to stop some of you since Pastor began to talk and since my brother Joe and Irene have been talking to us. The Lord told her, stop. And she's like, Lord, I'm trying to pray to you to get solutions from you. And the Lord showed her, she's a prophetess, the Lord showed her seven doors that were opposing me from having my own house. And the Lord told her, the way to open these doors and to let my servant walk through is through worship. And you are going to worship till one door opens. Then when you see one door opens, you praise me. You go to round two. You see the second door opening. By the time the Lord is saying that, it is morning. When she was done worshiping, it was evening. And the seven doors the Lord told her were now open. And she came back confidently, told me, man of God, I was praying for you. What were you praying about? About your house. Eh? What happened? I saw seven doors against you. I said, God. Then she told me, but as I worshipped, the first door went down, then the second door up to the seventh door. Man of God, the Lord is going to do it for you. I said, amen. But I meant with one eye watching. How is he going to do it? Because you are pastoring and the Lord has not allowed you to take money from the people. The Lord has not brought people to support you. How is it going to happen? After a few weeks, the Lord led us into a moment of prayer as a church. And much of the time, I remember the words of the woman. Worship and don't pray. And we could come in the morning. We are doing 40 days fasting. And we worship from morning to evening. Heaven could open. Things could happen. But we did not interfere with the move of God. We kept on worshiping. A man came to me with money. A large chunk of money. After a miracle had happened. While we worshipped God. And to cut a long story short. The money was used to buy me everything from scratch. And for the first time. I lived in my house. Flush my own toilet, you know, bathed in my own bathroom. Things you take for granted, eh? All those luxuries that I had been deprived, the Lord restored back. So before we go home tonight, we may not do it up to morning, but for the next ten minutes. I almost said whether you like it or not. But <laughs> for the ten, next ten minutes, we're going to worship the Lord. 
And I don't know how pastor will guide us in this. But you see those worship moments where we don't say the grace of our Lord Jesus. When you are done worshiping, you drop your offering, you go home. It's crazy. Thank God for those who came in and lived. Pray that the guy may be leaving home early. But in the next 10 minutes, we will worship the Lord. When you feel you have reached the climax and all you can do is bring your offering, you will bring your offering. And because you are in the Spirit, there will be no confusion. There is no confusion in the Spirit. We are going to worship the Lord. One day when I grow up, a Sunday service will just be dedicated to worship. No announcements, no baby dedication, just worship. One day when I grow up. Till then, I'll just keep worshiping and waiting for the day to come. But we're going to worship the Lord. And I don't know how some of you are going to do it. Because some of you, you've never worshipped. You've only prayed. You've only, you know, asked God for things. Today, don't tell him about things. Tell him about himself. Tell him about his beauty, about his greatness. And my prayer for you is one. May the Lord baptize you with the spirit of worship. That's just one prayer. The spirit of worship can make you roll on the floor and you don't know why you are rolling. You are crying and you don't know why you are crying. Time is going and you don't know why time is going. In fact, you are getting annoyed that time is going. Who knows your seven doors are just about to open. The God who led me to share that testimony meant it for somebody in this crowd. May that person be you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. On our feet. Let me allow you, let me guide you now to touch the buttons. Has the Lord fed you? Has He forgiven you your sins? Has He put clothes on your body? Are you warm? Do you know by the way, Joe, there are people who have all the blankets in the world, and because of some bacteria, they are shaking of cold. And the doctors are doing everything, and the person is still shaking. And there are people who are born without electricity, but electricity is going on their chest, and they are not even responding. In the best hospitals. <laughs> and there are people who are trying to speak like I'm speaking, but like the guy who died the other day, computers have to do the talking. And it's not like they shouted and they broke their voice. Some devil just took their voice away. Will you use that voice for him? Will you use those knees for him? Will you use those hands for him? We have ten minutes. Let's begin. Lord Jesus, we love you. Oh, shalalabam. Make your tunes. Make your melody. Walk around. Just worship and worship and get lost in him tonight. Lord, I ask you, baptize them in the spirit of worship and let them just worship, Lord. Let them just worship. Let them worship and let things happen, Lord. Oh, yeah, us to read through Psalms 136 as we conclude the night. Psalms 136 
is giving thanks to the Lord. Psalms that one that he speaks. Hallelujah. You know how to do it? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love. Hallelujah. So we go on. Give thanks to the Lord of God for his love. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders. Who by his understanding made the heavens. Who spread out the earth upon the waters. Who made the great rites. The sun to govern the day. The moon and the stars to govern the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. And brought Israel out from among them. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, and brought Israel through the midst of it. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the desert, who struck down great kings, And killed mighty kings. Sihon king of the Amorites. And all king of Bashan. And gave their Lord as an inheritance. An inheritance to his servant Israel. We are not done yet. To the one who remembered us in our low estates and freed us from our enemies and who gives food to every creature. That should be the last one. Give thanks to the God of heaven. 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 Come on, shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.
go and read that Psalms again. You still have some energy before you sleep. Amen? Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. See the great things. The mighty things he has done for you. You cannot thank him enough. You cannot worship him enough. Has the Lord been good to you? Has the Lord been good to you? Do you still love Jesus? Would you love him tomorrow? Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for coming. Amen. Hold the heart of your neighbor. Share the word of the grace with them. Amen.